Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, a shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Joining me here today is Angela Durant. Angela comes to us from the sunny shores of the United Kingdom, Wales specifically, I think. And she's a vocal coach that learned some things about principles that I think will be very relevant as we have our discussion today. Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio, Angela. Oh, thank you. I don't know about sunny shores. If I'm looking out right now, we haven't got very sunny shores at all. <laughs> well, especially in January when we're recording this episode. Right. Um, but I thought you might get a kick out of that anyway. <laughs> I talked to, I had a guest uh, recently from Barbados. Nice. Those are some sunny shores. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could just imagine we're there instead. <laughs> well, Angela, you have had an interesting journey mm-hmm. that I think illustrates some things about uh, the principles that allow us to create and live a life that we love. Mm. And before the show, we were chatting about this a little bit, how you're a vocal coach. Now you come from a performance background. Right. In fact, you've even got famous people in your ancestry that people can go Google. I have. To, uh, to see where you, you've come from with that, but you've had a, an interesting journey that has illuminated how some of the principles that have allowed you to be successful in your chosen career path can also help other people in other paths. Share with our listeners a little bit about about that story. I think the easiest way is to say is over the last 10 years of working with people, probably over a thousand voices to date, as it were, individually that I've worked with. Mm -hmm. Um, The biggest things that I see is that are that really that number one, Everybody has the capacity to um, create, whether it's a physical voice that they want to do something with, or whether it's a metaphorical message from that voice. We're often interspersing, aren't we? Things like discover your voice, find your voice, as if we're talking about our very essence and our very creativity to live a vibrant, creative life. Um, And whether that is sort of do business things or whether that's do hobbies or personal things, we tend to interplay the two words. But I've been working, first of all, I started working with physical voice. And then it wasn't long before we started to work with metaphorical voice at the same time and how because we are the instrument that we're working with, us as human beings, it's not like sort of teaching people piano or flute. The voice is so um, so it sort of directed at ourselves, our very identity, that many, many people, they actually think they haven't got a voice or they think they haven't got anything to say or that they haven't got an opinion or a or a, a point of view or a way that they can actually make a stand for what they want in the world. Sometimes they feel very powerless in their voice. And that is, that couldn't be further from the truth. Angela, I didn't expect to go this direction with you, but Um, As you're talking, I am personally connecting with what you're saying because I have a neurological voice disorder. Right. 
and I've done some speaking for, for some voice disorder groups and conferences because of that. But I can tell you that the voice that we hear both inside of our head and in a recorded version, and those are two very separate things, right. um, trigger very emotional responses in people. It's, it's like your core identity. And if right. that's off, or if you don't have a good sense of, of how, who you are in the context of your voice, it can be very offsetting. And I went through a period of time where I, I had some very personal experience with that. So I'm really resonating with what you're talking about here. It's really important. Initially, I started working with singers um, because that seems to be an obvious place where many people start. Right. Sometimes those singers um, have had uh, sort of, they, they've kind of, the very confident ones, the ones that are not very wall, they're not wallflowers in other words, not going to hide away. They're the ones often that have kind of pushed their voices to the limits, as it were. And it wouldn't matter whether they were singers or or whether they were kind of abseilers. They'd probably push it to the limit. It's that personality. And there are many other people that are very locked up in their physical voice. And, and sometimes actually using, and to me, the physical voice, whether it's speaking or singing, it's two sides of the same piece of paper. It's the same physical mm-hmm. voice. It's the same physical function. Oh. And actually, you know, through our cultural uh, sort of upbringing, through through work or through personal experiences or even some as you say some physical issues that sometimes interplay with people we can feel limited or inhibited in how we use our voice many many people think that it's just the way it is that almost like nothing can change and um as soon as and also they think that it's going to take a long time to change well depending on the experience of the person you'll probably know the more you understood and had experience as a doctor the quicker and easier it was for actually if you see the principles behind change or you know and, mm-hmm. and to kind of help people with that and that's no different for, for me as a voice coach uh, i became fascinated with psychology i became fascinated with how some people manage to sort of uh, unlock their creativity and others just didn't. And I became also very fascinated between, and still am, the mind-body connection in a very holistic way and a very wholehearted way about how we can speak up in the world or, you know, or sing better or communicate better in whatever sort of facet of life that we are. it's almost as if this voice is our primary interface with the world around us. And that's, that's so fascinating to me from a psychological standpoint. You mentioned, Angela, that, that people come to you, typically singers or performers, people who are using their voice to make a living. Right. But you've been approached by others as well who start to see the connection that you just identified. Right. It started in 2012 with um, a a gentleman. I'm very grateful for him, actually, because he emailed me and said, "Um, I wonder if you can help me. I've got an interview at work and I don't think I'm going to do very good. It's competitive. It's, you know, and I'd like to to at least I don't think I'm going to present myself very well. So the Mm -hmm. side of public speaking and presenting same side, other side of the coin, as it were, he came to to me. Um, I kind of just used the transferable skills 
thought nothing of it, to be quite honest, until he emailed me the next day and said, I just want to thank you. They've given me the job and said it was the best presentation of the day. And then I got curious. I got very curious. I got curious as to... You know, I started to Google things like presentation skills. And I thought, well, I know people in, in the workplace have these courses. They have this training. Why did he feel that he that, that wasn't enough for him? Why did he feel that he needed to seek a voice coach or seek something personal to tap into something that the information alone wasn't giving him? So I would say that that is probably one of my greater strengths. Is I'm a, such a questioner and I start to get very curious as to why people ask or why something is isn't working um, and from that point on I started to dip my toe in that water more and more to the point now that probably 50-50 of my work is everything from senior leaders business people um, through to aspiring uh, singers and songwriters etc and I kind of make no differential between the two so uh, back in 2017 I ended up training 27 senior leaders from the Ministry of Defence around influencing and communication skills within their team and it was it was all the same truth if that made sense just yeah. differentiated of the context that we were, were working in so for me, it's such a varied way, and you're absolutely right. I think we we have to be very careful with our technology these days that we are not losing the art of physical speaking and communication because we can text yeah. it, we can answer back via social media, and we can hide our voices behind so many different walls. But as soon as we see somebody and we hear them, we know instantaneously whether we can trust them, whether we want to do business with them, whether we believe them or not. And so you cannot hide behind your tone. It's your subconscious in action. All of these other things that you mentioned, the texting, for example, or written communication, those are incomplete simulations of the, the richness that you can communicate with a single verbal communication. Mm. And I, th I think you're right. We need to be careful that we don't lose that and that we always look to preserve that as part of our unique way of interacting as human beings on the planet. Mm -hmm. I also love the way that you've identified here that there are underlying principles and the manifestation of, of those principles once they're applied in whatever context we apply it. Right. Uh, will will bring about some predictably improved outcomes if we understand the principles and we apply those. You didn't even know that you were a leadership executive influencer type of coach. You were a vocal coach, right? Well, was, surprise. Yeah, well, I think here's where I started. It took a while, but the what I suddenly, the penny dropped one day when I asked a previous client of mine, I said, look, you could have gone to a mindset coach to got you over your fear of public speaking to get more influence. You could have gone in several different ways for this. Why did you come to me? I'm curious. He yeah. said, because you understood what it was like to be in front of an audience. And then it, then the penny dropped for me. I had spent all of my childhood standing on the side of stage watching comedians. And the art of a comedian is that they have to walk on stage to a potentially hostile or uh, encouraging audience. And if they haven't influenced or won that audience over within the first 10 to 30 seconds, job done. Job yes. done. And when I right. think today about video views or 
you know, or people looking at the stats of, you know, how many, how much engagement they're getting with what they're doing. I think they're, they're looking at the, the wrong thing. Sometimes they're looking at the just the content alone and they're missing the fact that they are the representation of the content. Right. And so within the first, you know, I always say it all stops at hello. The first three to seven seconds, we have already decided whether somebody's opened their mouth, whether we're going to listen to them, pay attention to them, or trust them. There's a great quote by an acting coach that I adore, and, and her quote is this, before you have stood up to speak, even before you've opened your mouth, people around you have already decided whether to lend you their ears or give you their respect. And every time I've led a training course, at any point, the room has gone very quiet as the enormity and the truth have gone, yeah, I'm judging. From the moment I see somebody or I hear their first word, I'm making a judgment whether I think that that person has something relevant to say to me or not. And I think the most immediately relevant way to make that judgment is based on voice and presentation. Obviously, appearance has something to do with that, but our our experience is so heavily loaded toward that verbal communication. And we want authenticity. And that's what yes, we're really we looking for now as a, as a species, as it were, as humanity. We're looking for less hype, less spin, and more somebody that's actually walking their talk and they're human and they're relatable and they give somebody a feeling that actually I can make it too. And it's why we love, yes. we love reality shows because it's almost like the girl next door or the boy next door can suddenly go out and do it. But that's not fully the case. To be masterful, yes, you can go and do it if there's a big team around you. But to be masterful, you've got to take the journey yourself. But the interesting hmm. thing that I found around the whole kind of growth or development and unlocking my own potential around this was that actually everything was already inside of me like a seed ready to just grow another branch on. And that everybody really does have the capacity to develop their own voice, develop their own unique talents, their own unique strengths. And sometimes life can take you in incredible ways that you wouldn't have even uh, you know, thought about, but it's this discover your voice bit is, um, it's for me around that inner voice leading to the outer voice. And sometimes we can work on the outer voice to hit the inner voice. And sometimes we work on the inner voice, as you know, to hit the outer voice. Well, you've cued this up so beautifully, Angela. As we come back from this break, I would love to learn more about the principle you've discovered that are making these differences not only in your own life but in the lives of others folks as we come back from this break we will be with angela durant here at live on purpose radio hang on we'll be right back are you ready to take your positivity to a whole new level i've been enjoying these conversations with my guests at live on purpose radio my own story about becoming more positive is something that i've shared in my book pathological positivity and right now i'm giving the book away you just pay for the shipping Go to drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, and click on the big orange button right there that will get you a free copy of my book. You pay the shipping, I'll pay for the book. Sound like a good deal? Power up your positivity and get ready to see phenomenal changes in your happiness, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. Enjoy this free gift from me. DrPaulJenkins.com. 
Welcome back. Angela Durant today at Live On Purpose Radio from the sunny shores of Wales. (laughs) Well, sometimes they're sunny, not this time of year. Angela, I've enjoyed our conversation so far, and it's, it's really reiterating to me how basic principles can be. And then we apply those principles in different ways. But I think you're onto something that is so key that our voice, which becomes such a big part of our own identity and how we feel about ourselves, certainly the primary interface with which we interact with other people. Uh, this is such a core component. And you've mentioned a few times already today on our, on our chat that there's the physical voice, the actual mechanism of producing voice. And then there's kind of this inner voice, which is the one that I play with more in my practice as a psychologist. Um, we really have to work with both, wouldn't you say? We really do. And a few years ago, I, um, I was in the middle of a voice lesson with somebody. And, and have you ever had those experiences where you suddenly just have a holy kind of insight moment and something really kind of just lands on you and you don't know where it came from, it just lands on you. Uh-huh. And I kind of realized that underlying, regardless of whatever method you use, there were three principles to me that kind of went along with whether it was singing, speaking, voice, getting your message across, they, they, it kind of it underpinned everything a bit like gravity to me. Mm-hmm. The first one was pitch. Um, if, you're, if you're a singer or if you're a speaker, you've got to get your pitch right. It doesn't matter how great your acting is, it doesn't matter how much effort you put into it, if we're not on pitch with something, if we're not on truth with something, if it, we're not actually landing in that truthful space, if it's a note, it's going to be on pitch. If it's something you're speaking about, it's going to be something that's that's really truthful to you, that you know to be a truth. So your pitch is vital as your first principle, to be on pitch with yourself, with your message, with your tone. The second principle was positioning. And positioning is the kind of movable feast, certainly in vocal work, because positioning means that you can change your tone. You can be, on a physical level, you can be more nasal, you can be more sort of southern you can change the physicality of how the tone comes off you can position the tone in so many different ways if you know how to use the functional capabilities of your voice and that's often what we're doing with technique technique we're helping people to be more functionally able to change those positions to get to the kind of sounds that they're wanting to particularly if you're singing different genres of music etc that's important But it's also important the positioning if somebody's in business or if they're in their office or if they're a leader but or if you're wanting to get a job interview because how you position yourself and how you position the thing that you're saying the pitch that you're making to the people is that's going to make the difference whether somebody's going to receive it or not and getting that pitch right and getting the positioning of that pitch is probably the most challenging thing that people have on their play to deal with. So what they end up doing is they misuse power to get it. And that's the third principle. For singers, power is breath, power is energy, power is how we power the voice. So it's often that we're looking to the place of power 
as a means to try and achieve the pitch to get our thing across. We're trying to make effort to do this thing. And sometimes we're making lots of effort, but running faster in the wrong direction still doesn't get you in the right direction. It's just that sometimes we just don't understand how to utilize the, the power part of this equation and this principle. We don't understand power, so we misuse it. In, in singers, that's obviously breath. For when it comes to business or life or purpose or speaking or messaging, power is maybe the vehicles that you're using. Maybe it could be as simple as leveraging technology better. It could be as simple as learning how to actually be more present and how to utilize your presentation skills, your charisma, how you actually use your power. If you're a boss or a leader, just shouting at people and using your authority isn't going to win hearts and minds. It, they might do it because they're paid to, but people don't leave jobs, they leave managers and bosses. Yes. So these principles, I suddenly had one of those downloads where I thought it didn't matter whether I was working with a singer, a speaker, a leader, somebody in business. Pitch, position and power were the principles that underlay everything. And if we can start getting truthful about the pitch, if we can start to work with how the positioning works and get them really key on that, that often the, the power and the effort is relative to that and it takes care of themselves and it doesn't have to be misused. As you're talking about each of these principles, Angela, I'm seeing such clear applications mm. to our psychological life, to our interpersonal relations, everything that's important in our life, I think, can be supported by these principles that you've mm. just shared with us. And it was, I didn't think about this before, but when you were talking about pitch, I understand enough about music to know that that has to do with the frequency. Right. But you expanded that definition to be consistent with or resonant with truth as right. well. That's I love so it. interesting. Just to, I mean, I, my background, my husband's a sound engineer and a music producer. So I was around frequency much of my early uh, sort of training and uh -huh. trained as a sound engineer for four years myself before going off to, to music college. Here's what I understood about frequency and here's where both the physical and even the metaphysical can actually and the psychological can come into play. We know that the old quotes, things like attitude, you know, sort of determines altitude, etc. And there's even a kind of sort of a corresponding thing at the moment on social media about toxic positivity, a bit people trying to just look alike, look as if they're being positive. But frequency is something very, very different. You align to frequency. If you're looking at a piano, a concert pitch A resonates at 440 hertz a second. Your vocal cords, if they're going to sing a concert pitch A, have to, res have to actually vibrate at 440 times a second. So your ability to actually position yourself to the right frequency, to truth, is absolutely vital. You, can, you can't just power your way there you've got right. to align to truth and so i think that's when it comes to i mean i you know let's be controversial here right you can talk about politics you can talk about what's going on in the world you can talk about leaders and the frustration that the average person is having is because we're not seeing truthful communication come from our leadership they're not aligned they're aligned to an agenda but it might not be your truth or it might not be an agenda that you agree with 
Right. Our ability to deal with that actually is going to be really important and how we communicate or even debate a different perspective is going to be vital in the, the years to come. Do we just kind of create more opportunity to, to uh, sort of annihilate each other with weapons that we don't even have to look at? Or do we learn to actually communicate with people that are different than us? There is, there's, there's such a, a global kind of... Uh, opportunity for us in our communications and we can dial that down to even the type of businesses that we do or even how we communicate mm -hmm. at work or even how we communicate with our kids and our family they are going to be the next leaders so to me it start it might have started with singers and voice but when I had that download it just felt like as if you have one of those universal moments where the heavens open and you see something so profound that it has an application everywhere and it's it's certainly transformed my own life and my own work and where that's going. I feel that the unfortunate default, if we're not paying attention as you have encouraged us to do, pay attention to the pitch and the position, the unfortunate default is power. Right. Where we misuse and abuse that power and we try to get louder or more forceful instead of more influential right. connecting to truth. Right. You mentioned families. We do a lot of parent coaching through my organization. And, and this is the number one thing that parents beat themselves up about because they hear their own voice going to an abuse of power and yelling and screaming at their children that they love. I know. And it creates such a dissonance inside of them that they can't feel good about that uh, well, they're, they're off pitch now too, aren't they? Um, <laughs> as they abuse that power, they don't feel right within their own skin. Right. But that's the unfortunate default, I think, that we see too often in our society. Very often, I think, <clears throat> if you look at sort of trends for me in how we communicate and, and generationally parent children, what I and I'm no sort of child psychologist here. I'm just I'm just what I observe in myself as it as as well mm. is that we're so we so often wanted to give our children either better than we had or different than we had, right. and sometimes we're swinging the pendulum one way or another. I've been speaking. One of my clients is an entrepreneur, very very successful entrepreneur with very successful businesses. And when we were looking at his message and his kind of timelines and turning points and how he's made the decisions that he's made. He started to talk about how his father was an entrepreneur, but he hadn't showed him an entrepreneurial way, actually, but he'd wished he had, and how he made all these mistakes and how he would want to tell his children. And, and, and yet I actually reminded him that he turned out all right. <laughs> right. He found his way. He turned out all right. Wow. And I just think that sometimes in us as human beings, We've got a we got a you know a decent gene pool in there reality wise you know we survived mm -hmm. that sperm survived we were the creation of that and there is something really magnificent in us as human beings not necessarily human doings but as human beings if we can remind ourselves occasionally that that the kids often turn out all right they find their way regardless yeah. of our parenting it's at times I have to comfort myself with that one too. <laughs> oh. Well, that, you know what? You're creating some hope here. And I love that you have applied your skills and your particular experience to identify principles that are, that are timeless and that are universal, that can be applied anywhere. 
Angela, where can people connect best to you if they want to pursue something that they were inspired to pursue today? Cool. If they um, if they if they're an entrepreneur, entrepreneur as it were, if they work for themselves, mm-hmm. they can actually connect with me at a membership that I run called the Visible Club to help self-employed people uh, raise their profile, stay on track, and actually get supported with that. So the Visible Club is real simple. It's www.thevisibleclub.com. So that's real simple. Um, and they can sort of join with me there. If they want to get in touch with me, I love answering emails myself, no big entourage. I love sort of speaking to people and they can simply email me at Angela at AngelaDurant.com. Just your name? Just my name. Uh, the way there, are other, there, are other, there are other things I've got going on in the world, but let's make it real simple for people. They can simply email me there. I love hearing from people, either from the Visible Club or if they're wanting to speak about their physical voice or ask a question or just get pointed in the right direction for where they are, I'm more than happy to help. Oh, so kind of you. And thank you for your contributions today at Live On Purpose Radio. I think that we all now know a few principles that we could apply immediately to create and live a life that we love. Thank you, Angela Durant, for your contributions today. It is now time for all of us to go live on purpose. Mm -hmm.